Well, welcome to Resurrection Sunday. Jesus is alive and well. Amen. And that is what you're celebrating. It's great to be together celebrating the fact that Jesus is alive. Let me read again that verse which encompasses all the things that are happening this weekend. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son so that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. As tragic as those events were on that weekend, the suffering of Jesus, the framing him as, as an evil person, killing him, as tragic and horrible as those events were. Folks, it turned out to be an event of love. Jesus paying the price of our sin, of our iniquities, taking upon himself the punishment which was supposed to be for us. It was an act of love. God so loved us that He gave Jesus. Jesus so loved us that He gave His life. And that is the gospel. What is the gospel? Listen to Paul's definition of the gospel. And we read this in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 to 8. Brethren, I declare to you the gospel which was preached to you which also you received and in which you stand, by which you also are saved. Listen, it's a simple message. The gospel is a simple message, yet it has the power to save us. And so it says, by which you are saved if you hold fast that word which I preached to you, unless you have believed in vain. For I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins. That is the message of this weekend. Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures. And that he was buried, and that he rose again on the third day, according to the scriptures. So that is the gospel. That is the gospel in a nutshell. Jesus died. Jesus was buried. Jesus rose again. Hallelujah. Historically, we know three things. Number one, Jesus died. Listen, on that cross, on those Roman crosses, no one just fainted. You, you were not crucified and then oh, you fainted and they took you down and sometime later you, you woke up and you lived on. No ways. On those Roman crosses, nobody came down until they were dead. Jesus died on that cross. It's a documented fact. Another fact that you know is that he was buried. He was buried. It's a documented fact. Joseph of Arimathea. He made his tomb available to Jesus and Jesus was buried in that tomb. It's a fact. Third fact, on the third day, that tomb was empty. When people got there, the tomb was empty. Jesus was nowhere to be seen and it was empty. So, the dying part, we understand. The bearing part, we understand. That resurrecting part, because when they didn't find the body of Jesus, you know, some people try to say, oh, the disciples came and they stole Jesus. Really? 
Those disciples were so scared when Jesus was captured by the Romans, they disappeared. Only John was left behind on Friday as Jesus was being crucified. Everybody else was too scared. They disappeared. Do you think now that they would come back at night and confront a bunch of Roman soldiers and steal the body of Jesus? You've got to be joking. So, why is it that all of a sudden they're saying that Jesus was alive, that he was resurrected? And that is a difficult part. It's easy for us to believe he died. Easy for us to believe he was buried. But this resurrection thing is, is a little bit of a problem. And so we want to talk a little bit about that. Listen to what Paul says as he continues on that scripture. Verse 5. And Jesus was seen by Cephas, that's Peter, then by the twelve. After that, he was seen by over 500 brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain to the present. But some have fallen asleep. So at one point, Paul declares that 500 people saw Jesus. They were all together. They saw Jesus at the same time. And he says, by the time he wrote his letter, and by the time this letter was circulating, most of those 500 people were still alive. So you could pick up this letter and go and check in with him. And they would attest to the fact that, yes, we were together and we saw Jesus alive and well. Verse 7. After that, He was seen by James, then by all the apostles, and then last of all, he was seen by me also, as by one born out of due time. Paul was not one of the apostles. Later on, as he was persecuting the Christians, you know the story, he met up with Jesus. Jesus revealed himself to him. He got born again, and he became an apostle, proclaiming the message of Jesus. And so Paul is giving testimony that Jesus really came back to life. And was seen by many. None of his followers would have risked their lives for a lie. No ways. Will you risk your life for a lie? Come on. When Jesus was captured by the Romans, like I said, they all scattered, each one to his home. So, the only reason that they proclaimed the gospel is because they knew They were certain that Jesus rose from the dead. Hallelujah. Now, what do we mean by rose from the dead? What is this resurrection we're talking about? Well, we are not talking about his memory living on. You know, part of my work as a pastor is to conduct funerals. And very often, someone will stand up and say that the deceased will live on with us. He'll live on in our hearts in our minds, in our memories. And there is truth to that. So that loved one that has now passed on, you'll remember him. We'll remember him or have good memories. But he's dead. He's not alive. And that is not what we're talking about. The disciples didn't go around preaching good memories about Jesus. He's alive in our hearts. He's alive in our hearts. Hallelujah. No, 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 no. They were saying he rose from the dead. They are not referring to just memories of Jesus. When we say that Jesus is alive, we're not talking about being alive somewhere else in another realm. As Christians, we believe that when we die, our bodies are buried, but we, our consciousness, our spirit, our soul lives on in the presence of God. And so it is quite true to say, brother, so-and-so, although he died, we know he is alive. 
because he's alive somewhere else. That is very true. But that is not the message that the disciples were spreading. Jesus is alive, you know. No, no, no. They were talking about resurrected from the dead. But when we say that Jesus is, is raised, we also don't mean that he was resuscitated. In other words, brought back to life. You see, Jesus, sometime before he was crucified, he resurrected Lazarus. Lazarus had died. He was in a tomb. He was not smelling so good. And yet Jesus spoke and brought him back to life again. And everybody rejoiced. Uh, one little problem though. Years later, Lazarus had to die all over again. And so it was. With all the miracles we see in the Bible where dead people were brought back to life. And even modern day miracles we hear of instances where people die and they are brought back to life. But the fact is, you're gonna, they're going to die again. Because it is ordained for man who wants to die. There's a time to be born and a time to die. So that is not what you're talking about. That Jesus came back from the dead and then he lived on. And a few years later, he died again. That is not what you're talking about when we speak about the resurrection. When you talk about the resurrection of Jesus, we are talking about the fact that God interrupted that process of decay. The natural decomposition of the body. God rescued Jesus out of the realm of death. Transformed his body into a new vessel. A new vehicle for his personality, for his soul, for his spirit. Jesus now has a new body, a new power. He is immortal. That body will never die. It is eternal. That was something new that God did. It has never happened since. But it will happen again one day. Because that is the promise of the word of God. That those who have died in Christ will be resurrected. Will be given a new body. An eternal body. And then we will live with him forever. If we are alive when Jesus comes back. Our bodies, these bodies will be transformed into those eternal bodies. And we will live with him forever. So, by his resurrection, Jesus vindicated all his claims. He proved that everything he said about himself is true. He is the Son of God. He is God. He can forgive sins. He paid the price for our sins. And if we accept his claims and put our faith in him, everything he did for us becomes ours. He rose again, never to die again. He said he's the first one to be raised like this. And those who believe in him will also be raised or changed when he comes again. It took a long time for Jesus to come. There were prophecies about him. On Good Friday, I read you one which was written over 700 years before he came. There were some which were even older. It took a long time for him to come. By the time Jesus came, some people had almost like forgotten about those promises, I suppose. But then he came. And then he said, I will return. And some people today are thinking, that was 2,000 years ago. I wonder if he's coming back. Yes, he is. It may take longer than what we would hope for, but he is coming back. But the fact is this, he is alive today. 
40 days after his resurrection, after giving proof that indeed he was alive, Jesus ascended into heaven with the promise that he would return. Listen, he didn't die and go to heaven. He ascended into heaven in that physical, eternal, glorious body. He is alive today in that body, which means that now we have a human being in heaven who is glorified and he is ruling the universe. Can you imagine that? A man, a human being, glorified body, eternal body, now rules the universe. Let's go back to to Palm Sunday for a moment. On that Palm Sunday, many people saw Jesus, but they made a wrong judgment about him. They had a certain picture in their mind of who Jesus was supposed to be, what you are supposed to do, how you are supposed to behave. And when Jesus didn't fit their little mental picture of him, they quickly dismissed him. Many people this weekend are celebrating Easter, maybe enjoying some, you know, Easter eggs, if you manage to get some. <laughs> Many calling their families and wishing them happy Easter because we can't go and visit him, visit them this uh, Easter. Some people who are not religious are maybe even watching some Easter programs, maybe watching this very service. Yet to many, even though they might go through the emotions of Easter, Jesus remains just somebody in history. To many, Jesus remains just a good teacher, maybe a good moral figure, maybe a man who did good in his day, maybe a prophet who lived and died, just an ancient historical figure. My question is this, who is Jesus to you today? Is he a historical figure or is he the Savior, the Son of God, who is alive and well today, our risen Savior, and still works wonders in the lives of men and women who put their trust in him? Do you believe in him? Better still, do you know him? Do you have a relationship With Jesus. I pray that this weekend, as you celebrate Easter, that Jesus will be more alive to you than ever. That in spite of lockdown, you may know in your heart the reality that He lives. And because He lives, you can face tomorrow. There is no fear in your heart. You are confident about tomorrow. There is hope in your life. For tomorrow. Because he lives. We know that this pandemic will end. And life will go on. Because he lives. We have a future. Because he lives. We have hope. Because he lives. We have destiny. Hallelujah. Do you know Jesus? If what I'm saying sounds strange to you. Maybe it's time for you to open your heart to him. To surrender your life to him. To acknowledge the fact that He is alive, that He loves you, and He wants you with Him for eternity. He died for your sins. And if you repent, acknowledge Him as Lord, as Savior, and open your heart to Him, you will be saved. And you can do it right now, right there in the privacy of your home. Just by saying, Lord Jesus, I surrender my life to you. Forgive me of my sins. 
I receive you today as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. Amen. And the word says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. You will be saved. Hallelujah. So whether you pray that prayer today or sometime in the past, I know that some of you, you, you kind of from small, you grew up hearing the gospel and, and loving Jesus. You know what? It is so wonderful to know today that we are sons and daughters of God. That this day has so much meaning for us because we know our destiny. That is what Jesus died for, to set us free from the bondage of sin and of death so we could live with him forever. Jesus is alive and well, hallelujah. I pray that you will enjoy this day as you celebrate life. Share this message with anyone that you know that needs to hear the gospel, the good news that God loves them, that he's not out to punish the world with this virus or anything else. No, he's out there to save us, to save the world from the virus of sin. And so have a wonderful Sunday. Happy Easter. Enjoy this day and rejoice in the fact that you are loved by God. Amen. May the Lord bless you. May He continue to keep you through this season safe and in peace. And so now, may the love of God the Father, the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the fellowship with the Holy Spirit remain with you, embracing you, giving you peace, giving you hope. In Jesus' name, amen.